Welcome to Unsolicited Advice, the podcast for people who like to hear my opinions on things. And today, today we will talk about what is wrong with all of you and your treatment of the people in the service industry. Shall we talk about that one? So first of all, let's discuss where this is coming from. Well, one, my husband and I own a service industry business. And so therefore we get multiple phone calls from wonderful people looking for us to help them. And we enjoy that immensely. Uh, and most of the time, no worries, no problem. However, there are, and seem to be an increasingly higher rate of customers when they call asking us to do free estimates. Uh, and while I understand completely that, you know, this is something as Ben brought to my attention yesterday that has been around for thousands of years and, you know, the vacuum salesman even came in and vacuumed a piece of your carpet for free to show you what that vacuum could do. So, um, however, I think though, as we have, you know, continued along throughout this world going through, you know, decade after decade, we have come to the point where people specialize in things, you know, they have, um, they have niches or they're very good at doing different things like, I don't know, cleaning chimneys, repairing them, inspecting them, people who have uh, licenses for plumbers and electricians. You know, these people worked really, really hard and they put money into their education. So um, when being asked to come out and do things for free is essentially like us expecting people to work for free. And I can assure you that I've never... Um, been okay with working for free. I always thought I should be compensated for the skill that I was giving to the company. So in that sense, um, we, I think we need to adjust how we view things because these people that are coming out, you know, it's not just expenses, um, from the owner standpoint. It's the fact that like these people need money to be able to live their lives and be regular people. So just because the person shows up at your door, there is a whole lot of money that got him to that point. Uh, for example, our people are certified with the National Chimney Guild, and that costs, albeit a lot of money, less than what it costs to register in the city of Chicago. But it is a lot of money for an education on how to do what we do properly. And there has to be continuing education, which you have to pay for. And I can't remember exactly where the convention, I think it was like 500 bucks or something a user. It was like, it was somewhere in there. I can't remember the three to $500 range. So you have to do that every two years. And then you actually have to pay the money to recertify again, because they want to make sure you can still pass the test. So it's a consistent, um, you know, path of education. You're consistently learning things. There are different levels, different degrees of technicians or masters or whatever situation is going on. Um, you guys can certainly look that up on the National Chimney Guild's website. I think they have a whole bunch of information there. Um, but, you know, people, Bessie, even Bella says yes. So, you know, there are so many people out there that have, you know, who are, you wouldn't expect the emergency doctor to work for free if he was going to save you. And 
you just have to think of that that works out in the service industry as well, because those people that are coming, they're coming to make your furnace work, your air conditioner work, your um, lights, your internet, your chimney, whatever that situation is. And clearly, if we had to call them, we're not prepared nor educated enough to do it ourselves. So we have to appreciate the time and energy that they put into their career and they should be compensated for their time. Um, you know, free doesn't mean good. And oftentimes free, as we all know, with free samples, they don't get you a whole lot. Uh, and you're left kind of not really sure if you're comfortable with the sample that you had. Uh, and a lot of times we get that phone call too, um, saying that they just didn't like the people that came over or they got a weird feeling about it. So if you pay for it, then at least you have something to stand on if it doesn't go right or if things, you know, aren't quite what you were expecting, because then you have some, you know, typical customer service recourse or I don't know, you have more of a self-assurance that these people are professionals uh, you know, the same can be said for the service industry in a restaurant. Um, those people work extra hard and they get paid shit. So I don't know if you've never, you know, if you have never worked in a restaurant, if you have been blessed not to have to take on that situation or, or been a bartender or, you know, worked at a fast food restaurant, then I kind of feel bad for you because you should always have that experience because then it, I just think it makes you a better fucking human being. But even in retail, these people are not your slaves. They are doing their job. And their job is not to tell you that you are right all the time. And it is not to give in to your every woman desire just because you don't like something. They do not have superpowers. They do not have any power. Most of the time, those people's whole job is just making sure that they have a smile on their face and check you out properly or show you where the vanilla candle is. So be nice to them, especially in the restaurants, because you never know what they're doing in the back there. And I'm not saying I did anything in the back when I worked at a restaurant, but yeah. Um, hmm, let's see. Rent over. I don't know. Just fucking be nice to people generally and, and expect to pay for people when they're working, because that's what you would expect. So, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Thanks, Forrest. So bye. See you next time.